What up, America? Welcome to episode three of the Real American Outdoors podcast. I got Tony and Anthony here tonight, on the Sunday night in the great state of Wisconsin. It's very quiet here. No, no Packers. Yep, no Packers tonight, which is very welcoming. We've got the Bears on Sunday night football right now. Not doing so hot, but not. No, I, I didn't expect them to. They're on because. We're fans, not because we really think they're great. And we got fantasy teams. Yep, and Mitch just threw a pick. So, that's yeah. nice. so you know, going to talk a little fishing tonight, a little Second Amendment. Of course, we got our freedom segment. And oh, absolutely. Other, you know, other sports happenings. And so today was supposed to be our final, kind of final fishing day of the year. Yeah, it was supposed to be. Um, I know that it was just... Rain, rain and like thirty-five degrees really doesn't There's, sit that well. No, if it, I mean, yes, you can fish in the rain, but it was the wet and thirty-five degrees. You know, I yeah. love fishing, but you know, I do too. But there's yeah. other stuff here. Yeah. So maybe next week, maybe next Saturday. If not, boat's gonna go get winterized right, uh, right before Thanksgiving. Yep. So. Kind of sad, and end, end of the boat fishing year. But, but what are you supposed to do when there's ice? Well, there's this thing called ice fishing. No, that uh, historically the real American outdoors has. We don't do. We we don't do ice fishing, and and the reason is because we kind of we don't forget about fishing, but we kind of put it on the back shelf because there's these things called uh, firearms that we like to go shooting. Yes, you know, with, uh, <laughs> it's kind of ironic where you know. Usually, when you're sh- shooting, you want nicer weather, but we tend to yeah. we tend to do a lot of indoor range shooting in the winter time. Yeah, and usually, if it's a good day to go shooting, it's a good day to go fishing. So we usually end up going fishing over shooting, which not a bad thing. But you know, we'll get more into the shooting. Yeah, yeah. But you know, so ice fishing kind of just came out of nowhere. Yeah, about twenty four hours ago. Yeah, so you know. I guess back when we lived in Illinois, right? Yeah. Like, there's lakes and stuff, but... Yeah. It, not like how it is up here, where it's very much more smaller. And there's a lake everywhere. There's a lake everywhere. It's not the chain where there's every one. Yeah. And, you know, the Real American Outdoors, as a as a unit, decided, let's give this ice fishing thing a try. Yeah. Which we still haven't done yet this year, because... Uh... There's the ice that's out there is maybe an inch, yeah, maybe, it's, and, and it, not, not now we're close of, yet, but no. and so we're kind of, you know, this this is another foreign thing to us. We're we're junk fishing on a bass boat and is much different than sitting, you know, there with getting your auger out and sitting there for a few hours, you know. So that's going to be a different experience that we're going oh, to absolutely it is learn about. So you know. I know I did a bunch of research online. You did a bunch of research online. Probably the same websites because I doubt there's there's a lot of resources, but they pretty much all say the same thing. Yeah, and I, I don't know. Just like looking at it, and I was like, "All right, what do we need?" Because I know I got a nice fishing pole. I got I got some stuff. I just never use it because mm-hmm. we're always, like I said, we're not we're not paying attention to it. But and then last night I was looking on Facebook Marketplace, the good old Facebook Marketplace, and Found an ice auger, a hand crank one for ten bucks. So picked it up this morning. Can't beat that price. So we got that. We're gonna go probably do a little shopping here within the next couple weeks. Get a couple lures. 
I don't because I know there's a big debate with artificial versus live bait. Yeah, especially with uh, ice fishing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, because you know, tournament bass fishing, right? It's all artificial, right? You can't use live bait where, you know, where ice fishing is more generally accepted. Yeah, you can throw some minnows or some. Yeah. You know. And on top of the tournament, there's a quite a bit of ice fishing tournaments around here. Yeah, and you know, it's probably more because we never paid attention. Than, yeah, and then realized all oh, this thing, this is a new thing. It's because probably... it's always just been drinking to us. Yes, having yeah. a few alcoholic beverages, maybe one, maybe two. Yes, or a case, or a case. Yeah, more likely a case. Yes, it's that cold <laughs> out there. But you know, so all this is new to us, and you know, we know. I don't think I've ever bought two to four pound test line. Before. No, I mean the latest I've, I think I've ever bought is eight pound. Eight, yeah, maybe six. Maybe six. Yeah, back in the day, but yeah. it's usually eight pound fluorocarbon is the lightest I ever used yep. for putting out a spinner reel. Yeah, very finesse stuff. So, I don't know. It's this will be interesting. We're definitely gonna get some. Uh, we'll do a cool video first time we go out here. I don't know exactly where we're gonna go, but I mean you're you're right down the street from. Mm-hmm. From uh, Pell Lake. Yep. And you can literally walk there. And, you know, they they have the fishing derby out every year. I'm sure there's... I'm sure once the first big freeze comes in, you know, three inches, four inches, I'm sure people are out there yeah. digging holes already. Yeah. Getting the shanties up. But, you know, we're open to suggestions if any of you have any. So if all you, you know, ice fishermen out there listening, you can hit us up through the direct messages on Facebook and Instagram if you have any useful tips, pointers, gear that you think's good or, you know, kind of shanty and sled suggestions. Yeah, I mean, if you guys think of what's good, what's not good, maybe what to stay away from. I mean, we're I don't think we're buying a nice shanty right away. We we might go out there the first time, we're going to be like, "Wow, this is awesome, but we need a nice shanty." But um obviously, we're not going to probably won't go out without a nice shanty when it's below zero no i don't think many people are out there below zero i mean there are yeah but especially when the walleyes are running yeah and that's definitely a you need a shanty oh yeah because i remember having um dinner a couple years ago um just north of here and it's like on the fox river where it kind of opens up a little bit more and it becomes part of uh i think it's like right by lake tishigan and we were at a at a bar out there, and I mean it was like almost midnight, and you have all these people crap ton of uh, uh, snowmobiles out there running to their spots, and mm-hmm. one of the guys in the bar was like, "Oh, the walleye are running!" So everybody is uh, heading out there. Yep, getting all the schooling fish. Yeah, which we'll see. I mean, so we we go for bass so much, mm-hmm. so let's see how it is going for a walleye or pike. Yeah, or even crappie. Or even crappie, bluegill, perch, just something. Yeah, it's a species that we don't normally catch. No. It's, it's just going to be different. Like, doing different taxes. Taxes. Tactics. Tactics. Yes. Tactics. Yes. And, you know, kind of more generally, because you are offshore fishing when you're doing it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, finding where some structure, looking at some maps, seeing where, you know. And we're generally not offshore fishermen. No, we're not. We like to fish the bank. Yeah. We're so. fishing 10 feet of water. Yeah, so. Or for on table rockets, a hundred feet yeah. off the bank. Yes, there is some science behind too, like where you want to go. So maybe a little bit of map study, looking the where there's a little more vegetation. Yeah, concentration, that whole deal. But yeah, 
Yeah, because I, I, I dig the having the fish finder out there, but I, f- I feel like we can we can do this without a fish finder for now or uh, yeah. with some sort of sonar technology. I mean, we'll see. I don't really want to bring the Helix 10 out there. No. And I, I don't want to do I'd rather have like a cheap Helix 5, like a first gen. Yeah. For a hundred bucks on Facebook Marketplace, and then mm-hmm. get the ice transducer and do that. Yeah, that seems like a much. If we're gonna do the video if we're gonna game do fishing, that. That would yeah, be the, that'd be the way to go, not the. Uh... But even the little the underwater video cameras, like, that's awesome. Yep, the technology's just so much. You know, changed over the past 10, 20 years. Of, yep, absolutely. You know, you're not just looking to see how far you know. And the little dials, how far it's going down when it beeps or when it, the light goes. You yeah. Know, you know, now you can actually see what's down there. And you're like, nope, I'm going to go to the next hole and drop my, see if I can drop my line down there. Yeah. So, so again, this is new to us in the past 24 hours. We j- we never been into ice fishing or it's just been, hey, let's go out and drink. It's not, hey, let's actually go out there and try to catch some fish. So uh, we're going to get this to try this year. I mean, we uh, maybe make up for a little bit of uh, fishing um we didn't get to do this past year because i mean it's just been it was a busy year and then it was when we weren't busy it was always pouring mm-hmm. or flooded everywhere yeah. and everything was closed yes so let's see how the uh how the winter time is and then maybe we can actually a couple of these lakes and be like all right we can get the boat out here in the spring right when the water opens up and start maybe getting them before pre-spawn yeah and i think it's also the reo is about trying new things we are more so than we have been in the past, so yeah. I think this is a good, good addition. And then, you know, interacting with the people or the followers out there to see their experiences and our experiences, and if they have any suggestions. And you know, oh yeah, I mean, every year in the fall, like coming up and like right now, every year I always get asked by somebody like, "Oh, you do all that fishing in the summer? Do you do ice fishing?" And it's usually no, or it, I like to drink. Sure, yeah, I have a couple of beers, or oh, like you said, a case. Which I know that's a lot of ice fishing, but actually, uh, maybe won't make fun of it as much this year. <laughs> yeah, and if anyone out there lives in northern Illinois, southeast Wisconsin, and want to show us the ropes, you yeah, know. that's we're more than open to to that. I know we have we have friends that do it more than we do, yeah, or actually do it, but we'll see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but if anybody's got suggestions, like we said, send us a message. So, um. Next topic. Yeah, and other REO news. We, um, you know, back a few name changes, we've tried to create more of like a brand logo and apparel line. Yep. And then for we, whatever reason, well, we, we know the reason. It just just never never took off the way no, we wanted it to. It, because when you have a piece of a puzzle or you have a part of a machine that doesn't work. Yes. It doesn't function properly mm-hmm. because that's how they... They're, uh, that's how they were made. They were just made wrong. Yes. And so we used as much WD-40 and duct tape we could to make it work, but yeah, it, just didn't it, work. Just, it just didn't work the way we wanted. And we, we bought all the tools we needed. Yeah. It's just where the, the P, the expertise piece that was, that was lacking. Yes. Um, was not there. So we've taken upon ourselves to kind of more learn that knowledge, dust off all those, you know, the. Yeah, YouTube's a great thing. The heat, YouTube University. Yeah, I guess you can call it. So we bust out the heat press. The what's the official? The Cricut machine, Crycut. I don't know. Uh, silhouette. It's a um, that's a program. Uh, Cameo. Yeah. Um, 
I think it's just a cameo. Or is it a cameo? Okay. So yeah. I got my brand confused. Yeah, yeah, because there is a cricket. There is a cricket. Yeah. So same so, thing though. Yeah. So you know, and found out all the old T-shirts that we had, and yeah, you know, we have a lot of uh, a lot, a lot of a stock. Yeah, and. You know, you can check out, you know, realamericanoutdoors.com and see. Yeah, we, we got a couple on there that are that we're still going to plan on making, which Tony's actually uh, rocking one of those shirts right now. Yep. And it's saying, uh, warning, bass fishing. Um, what does it say? May fishing? cause lack of funds yeah, in the same town. And then you're rocking the original therapy with the large mouth jumping out of the water. Yeah. So. so we got some more ideas. Um, we got a lot more ideas. Uh, definitely Second Amendment uh, uh, friendly. Yes. Uh, and maybe, maybe not. I'm going to go maybe. Maybe there might be an Epstein didn't kill himself. Oh, yes. Uh, little shirt. But we'll uh, we'll definitely see. I am I got a whole bunch of ideas in my head. I know you do too. Mm-hmm. So it's just more of the fact of figuring out which paper, what works good for this, and then just starting to make them. Yeah. And put them out there. So, uh, so for everybody... Uh, that is maybe interested in a shirt uh we don't plan on selling these shirts for a stupid amount of money like no. some companies do and i get it some people they they got everyone's got to make money it's a business mm-hmm. but selling a hoodie for 50 bucks that's ridiculous yes it and i know how much it costs to make it yes i know how much yeah. and they're if you bought a hoodie for 50 bucks you, you probably paid 30 bucks too much for that thing absolutely so i mean and t-shirts are it is what it is yeah so but there's just a lot of things that we know what we like from t-shirt companies um that we wear hence uh like nine line yep uh grunt style um a couple other ones that we like and um we know what we like from them and what we don't like from them and I know there's certain things you can't control and there's you have so much merchandise that you that you're selling. I get that. Yeah. But and it's a business. People have to make money. Well yeah. So we have the four designs, you know, ready to go. We you know, we've made those enough till we know we can make them again. Yeah, those are those are perfected in our in our eyes, so Yep. Go online, you know. Get you a cool new Real yep, American you can, Outdoors apparel. You can buy those currently. Those are going for seventeen seventy six a piece. And yes, you heard that correctly. Seventeen dollars and seventy six cents a piece. Yep. So you can go online, order some. Um, and if there's something that you uh, that you can think of that, you're like, hey, can I get a different color? Let us know. So we're yep. always open for suggestions. So, but yeah, keep, uh, keep an eye on our Instagram page and, uh, Facebook. We'll be putting up a couple more designs here in the next, uh, month or so, yeah. uh, especially with the new year coming. Um, and we're going to get some t-shirts, long sleeves, um, hoodies, and, uh, we're going to definitely have some hats. So hats are coming soon. So we're not able to do the hats. We have to outsource the hats because a stitching machine is quite expensive. Oh, yes. Very expensive. And we're not at that point yet. But in the future, maybe we will be. Who knows? But, but yeah, we'll we'll stock up on some. So if... We'll put it up online and you guys will yeah. you'll see it. And if you're interested, we'll pick some up and can wrap the, uh, some cool Second Amendment stuff. And for anybody, any tractor people out there, we're going to 
got some case John Deere stuff. Yeah, we're, we're gonna go around and we'll hit all the avenues. We'll we'll, we'll figure it out as we go. Yes. But. So we're excited that that's starting to get moving in off the ground. Oh yeah, to announce that. I mean we, I mean heck, we announced the uh, we announced the podcast and on our way back from Alabama and. We're on episode three, and it's freaking yeah, November seventeenth. Yeah, a month later, I already got. Yeah, this is three episode. We're in the third episode, and I've been. Thank you for everyone who's been listening. So, um, we'll get in the next subject. Yeah. So you know, as we talked about transitioning to guns, you know, looking looking to upgrade, you know, new storage. Yeah, I uh, Black Friday's right around the corner. I um. We've been, currently, we've kind of sharing a gun safe. Yep. And so, just for all the extra stuff, and or gun cabinet, um, I know I put it up on a couple AR-15 groups on Facebook, and a lot of people got very different opinions on different gun safes. Yes. What you should have for fire rating, and, and like, go and look on online and look at these videos of people trying to break into these safes, mm-hmm. and... I don't know. I I don't want to like. I think you can overpay for a safe big time. Yes. And if if a criminal wants to get in, they're going to get in. Yeah. Then by the time they actually get to your gun safe, unless you've left the door open unlocked, they've already committed enough misdemeanors and felonies getting into your house. Where oh, absolutely. Where the cabinet that we have, you know, you know. If they made it that far and... They're going to get it, they're yeah. gonna Like, if they want to get in, they're going to get in. Yeah, and I know a, a safe's going to slow them down. And uh, there was a video, I think it was... Uh, I want to say it was Liberty Safe versus, like, a Canon Safe or something, which I know is, like, a, a Costco carries that. And they're like, all right, they had these the same guys with, like, a pry, like a pry bar. They both had pry bars. Mm-hmm. And they had the safe on its side, which... Who's going to have a safe on its side, or on its back, I should say, where no you're going to have that leverage and yeah. they're prying open the door. I think it took them two and a half, three minutes for the cannon safe, and it took them like four and a half, like an extra minute to two minutes for the Liberty safe, in which it, they're still going to get to it. And I mean, do you pay a thousand more dollars, 500 more dollars, whatever it is for it for, uh, for an extra minute? Do you? And... Yeah, I mean, I mean, people are gonna say uh, there's a fight. People are gonna say absolutely you do that, and some people are gonna say no. I went and bought a um, one of those like cargo container like mm-hmm. um, safes you see at a baseball field. Uh, the, I, I forget what the knack ones. The knack ones, yeah. yeah. Or you see a lot of construction workers using them, and I outfitted that. And it's like okay, and, and like that works for people. So I mean, you hope you you have cameras and um, and such. But then you go into the fire rating. I mean. I, being on a, a fire or two myself, I've only, I've only seen maybe three gun safes in my life. Yeah. And unless the fire's in that room and the fire is right on top of that, that's when that thing's like, that. that's how they're testing it. Mm-hmm. They're yeah, not testing yeah. it. Oh, the fire's in the other side of the house and it's getting some smoke damage. Like that. They're testing it, the worst case d- scenario. Yeah. They're testing it. The fire's like right on top of it and the heat's right there. Mm-hmm. And cause you can be in another room cause you can be in a fire room right next. And then uh, that's why they say sleep with your door closed at night because you can be in your room and, um, all that fire, it, like that heat, that one door keeps all that heat out. So 
I don't know. So I, I kind of get a little back and forth with that. I kind of think that's a selling point for a lot of people who don't understand it. They're like, oh, absolutely. There's going to be a fire right here yep. and all that. But again, that's what insurance is for. And and I guess it depends on how much you want to. It's like insurance. You're, yeah. You're betting on yourself. Yeah. Huh? And so I guess, you know, we're going to we're gonna get what's best for us. Yeah. So Pretty much it's going to turn out to be the biggest that we can afford. Yeah, it's going to be the biggest we can afford. And I know... Um, we, we had, we were lucky enough to have stack on, um, within like right in town, yeah. um, where we used to live and, um, and they just recently moved to Arizona from, uh, from Illinois and they actually, they gave pretty good discounts if you came and picked stuff up from their warehouse. Mm-hmm. So unfortunately we don't have that anymore, but I still like stack on products. Yeah. yeah I dig it. Um, I, I had no problem with ours except we just bought too many guns and outgrew it. Yeah. There's no Which, such thing as too many. No. <laughs> it just wasn't we, big we, enough. We bought too many that that thing can hold. Well, exactly. And um, and I, I really like Liberty Safes. I think that they're kind of, I one of their, I forget which uh, series, because they have different series. They yeah. have different ratings. Mm-hmm. And I forget which series it is, but, and it's like, people are like, oh, it's a good entry safe and all this. And it's a good safe. And, I mean, you're paying a little bit more. But I, I also dig, like, going to Stock and Field, not Big R, whatever. Yeah. Or I, I think it's also I think Rural King also is part of that. Yes, yeah, yeah, Rural King bought the, is the primary owner. So they have like Bighorn safes. Yeah. Or or Rhino Metals. I I think that's the the company name is Rhino Metals, but they're also through Costco and they have a really nice like Kodiak line where you like the safe has a swinging gun rack that comes out. And I'm like, wow, that's really cool. But then you think about it, it's like you only can get the guns on there, and that's saying like just like any gun safe, it's saying a forty gun safe, you're gonna get twenty guns in there. Yep. You're not getting, because everything's got an optic, everything's got uh, a, a foregrip or something. Something's blocking your, your stuff. And that's why that swing gun rack, I'm like, that is so cool. But I'm like, I don't think that's going to be perfect, like matched up. And you're paying 800 bucks for the thing. Yeah, it's a lot of money. And it's a, I mean, the rate is a 38 gun. And I'm like, I don't think you can put 38 guns Yeah, I never trust the ratings. You kind of have to subtract. A few oh, also yeah. what they say. And so many people that don't have reviews on YouTube, and I I kind of get it back and forth. People are like, ah, I don't do reviews on gun stuff, like on gun safe stuff or where I keep my stuff. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I I get it, but then I also, um, maybe this is just the millennial in me uh, of just being like, okay, yeah, you know what, they're really, they're, the ETF is going to be watching you. Okay, I know where your guns are, and we're going to write this down and do all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Don't think you're that important. No, no, so, probably not. Um, I'm not saying it can't happen because I don't yeah. trust them. But and I and I get it right because it's not like you know I'm going to buy a bolt action gun, but I'm going to get a Savage. I'm going to get a Ruger. I'm going to get a Remington. You know, you're not going to buy three different brands of gun safes and say, look, look at these three I got. This is what I like. You know, no, it's a one time purchase for many years for most like more than likely oh yeah i was i was trying to i was trying to explain to to my fiance that like hey like this is something that i'm gonna buy that i don't plan on buying another one of these for a while like 30 years Mm -hmm. 25 30 years and or if i'm going to it's going to be another one on top of this not to replace this one yes because they're they're heavy enough and i know they've kind of uh as they kind of get cheaper they kind of they're not 800 pounds they're kind of going to like the more budget-friendly ones are three, four hundred pounds, which is still heavy, mm-hmm. and you still you can bolt it down. But just so many things that like factors are like, 
Like, if somebody's already this far in, bullthing a dog's not going to do anything. No. Or they're going to have a saw or something like that. But they need to know They need to know who you are and where this is and have a goal to, and, like, have all that willpower. Mm-hmm. So, but but that's why you keep, uh, you don't want to keep all your guns in your safe. No. Keep by your bed and different safes, which, uh, um, but yeah, we'll, we'll do a review. Yeah. We'll come Black it. Friday time. So we'll, we'll see what, uh, a lot of the Black Friday sales, I'm just starting to see. Um, a couple flyers for uh, for a few places, but I'm sure we'll see more next week. Oh yeah, well, yeah. The holiday season, you know, say what you want, but you can find some good deals on stuff. Oh, absolutely, might, and it, it's might so f- need that not necessarily or might want, but not necessarily need. Oh, absolutely, and like in in prices have come down. Like even our like stack on like safe, like you can go to Tractor Supply and buy the same one for eighty bucks right now. Yeah. Which is what we paid in a at a uh at a discount. At a fifty percent discount. Yep. Uh like two two years ago. Yeah. And I think the industry realized that cabinets are cabinets. They're not they don't demand the same price as the No. And there's not many brands that do student. cabinets. No. There's only like two or three that are in stores. I'm sure there's other places where people can buy you can buy police cabinets or like like lockers. Mm-hmm. But I'm yeah. not going to sit on and do all that stuff to it. No. And I, I wouldn't want to either. Yeah. So. Ooh, that is a non-alcoholic beverage. Yep. Already had her. It's Sunday night where yeah. we're trying to be a little. We got to work in the morning. Yeah. Both got to work. That's bull. But yeah. So, you know, we won't get in the freedom segment yet. I want to talk about... A, I was listening to the radio the other day, another non-alcoholic beverage. Yeah. And uh, I forgot his name. I think his name is Stephen Cortez. Okay. He he's a conservative guy who's who's you know not afraid to go on CNN and you know get cornered but still debate everyone. Yeah. And uh, he was talking about an article he read about um, you know everyone knows who El Chapo is, especially in the Chicagoland area. Oh, absolutely. You know, leader of one of the biggest. Mexican drug cartels and or cartels in general in the world. El Chapo. Yes, and so he has two sons, and you know now that he's arrested in jail and you're going through that prosecuting process and yeah, all that stuff. You know his sons have taken over the the uh, the cartel. Not exactly the business. Yeah, a little different. The family scenario. biz. The family biz. Yeah. <laughs> and so the Mexican government has been trying. You know all the police and federal the federales and all the government military Police, yeah yes yeah. i've been trying to trying to take down his sons and yeah know, cut the you know the head off of the state they do a great job at it oh uh, yeah oh just wait <laughs> so they they the, the government and the police and military were you know had this you know plan to capture both of them yeah so the their sons were in two different places and you know part of the you know government went after the one son and you know his security detail managed to outfight and you know outgun essentially the federales who were trying to arrest him oh good so he got away uh the other son ended up getting captured but uh shortly after uh they captured him the cartel essentially you know, I can't remember the name off the town on the top of my head. Essentially, just you know, got you know all their vehicles and all their guys together. Essentially, took over like a like a twenty thousand, like a twenty five thousand. I think it was like twenty five thousand person town. You know, like yeah. in Mexico, and just like 
took over the town. You know, oh, took good. over local government, local police. You know, everything. Like just took control over it. Took over. Wow. And then you know, so the Mexican government responds. They try. You know, ultimately they were trying to get the government to release one of the kids. Yeah. And so the government comes in, tries to take the town back, and they failed. Oh, good. The Mexican Even military better. failed to outgun the cartel and outmaneuver and you know take the town back. And eventually, they the government had to release the. The other so, son. So is that is that because they the cartel is literally that powerful, or is it because a lot of people are on the cartel side? Uh, I or a little both. I think it's more the cartel has more firepower than you realize, but also the entities that are trying to take over them aren't as well trained as they probably should be to. Because the ones that are well, that are well trained or have been bought off or yes and you know obviously there's a lot of buying off and mixed loyalties there right oh yeah but it kind of shows you like this is like just south of our border where you know you know which mexico is still an ally and all that stuff and and you know the the country that's just south of our border can't you know the military can't beat cartels in 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 a gunfight yeah so, you know, and eventually, as we saw with, you know, the Americans who got killed down there, it's, you know, the violence on the border is... It's real, real. It's a real, it's a real pro- thing. It's a real thing. And so... Build the wall. Yeah. Obviously, there's the whole build a wall thing. And, you know, for people who, you know, say, oh, building the wall, you know, if you build it, people just find a different way around it. Well, with that logic, that's like... That's like saying, I'm not going to lock my door because they can get in through the window. Yeah. It's yeah, like, no, really... you lock your door. We'll, 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 like, fix that problem. Yeah. We'll worry about the window later. We'll figure out a different solution for that. That's, so, you know, you don't just say, oh, I'm, I'm not going to resolve any problems because I can't resolve one. Well, like, when, when all your votes are coming in over the border. Yes, and that's part of it, too. Hmm. Not so, all, some. But that, the, the violence that's starting to trend closer and closer to the, that even more so than it already exists, you know, it's important to defend yourself and, you know, you might, you know, that day might come where you might have to pull out that AR from your truck bed. Yeah. Or, you know, your concealed carry weapon. So, important to make sure you have those if you need, you know, I mean, in the, do, you, do you quote unquote need a gun? You know, you can debate that, but, you know, you should... Do what you can to defend yourself and train and, and train to defend yourself. And so you should be you should keep your proper gun on your person. Yes. And it's it's always a good thing to have a have a truck gun. Yes. And that truck gun shotgun has become an AR and Yeah. Um for a lot of people these days. I know we have I won't name anybody specific, but I know we have a close friend and I know they, they have a AR fifteen in the back. I mean, in a nice, secure, tactical box. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a nice, like secure, a, tactical truck bed cover. Yeah. And, like, go open that. It pops up pretty quickly. And, obviously, if you're going for it, that's not, like, an immediate thing. you got, no, like, a couple like, seconds. And he has his, you know, his armor in the back, too. Yeah. So, so I mean... You, like, you're going back there with a purpose. You're not going back there just because, yeah. ah. And, and then know, it's been a... a guy's that, coming up to my truck, you know. Yeah. And that's been a debate, too, because people are like, oh, well, like, even, even people that are... They claim... <sighs> I guess they claim they're gun people. I don't know. What what is the second amendment version of rhinos? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, but they're kind of one and the same. Yeah, I, I know. But but seriously, you have the people that are like, oh, like I'm just getting into guns, or oh yeah, I, I, 
I, I like shooting or whatever, yeah. but why why do you need uh why do you need an AR fifteen in your in your vehicle? Why do you need a shotgun in your vehicle? It's like what are you gonna do with that? And um well that was that's that's pretty impressive. Sorry. That was a text message from Jawan. Oh wow, hold on. He is he is matched. Oh. We'll have to get into that later. Yeah, we will. We will. But, but uh, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, but uh, it, it's a good thing. Like I always tell people, it's like you never know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And I'm not trying to break off completely here, but uh, Eric, I'm going to get on my little stool for a second. But you never know what's going to happen because you and I love using this example. I know I've told you this before, but I'll say it for everybody else. But you could be in traffic. So God forbid you are in traffic on the freeway, and you have that. Uh, I'm trying to say this though. I'm not going to be racist here or sound racist to certain people, but you have somebody who is a terrorist or a domestic terrorist, I guess they'd be classified as, and they come out with their AK-47 and or whatever or a bomb strapped to their chest or something, and they're w- way ahead of you in traffic, and um, all of a sudden they're coming towards you. Are you going to let them get that close to you and you're going to be that confident with a handgun if you have one? No. Like I'm not. Oh, I I know I'm not either. And I know I know you should be confident with a handgun, but also at when you start talking 100 yards or like even 50 yards with a handgun, like that, especially 50 yards with a handgun, like people are like, oh, I'm I'm good with it at the range. Okay, that's in a very like uh, controlled setting. Just imagine an uncontrolled setting, yep. and and crap happening and going on around you and possibly this guy's coming at you he's gonna blow blow his blow everyone up or he has a gun he's coming at you and you're able to get back and grab your ar and all of a sudden you can engage at a farther distance so there's a there's a whole bunch of reasons mm-hmm. i mean there's a guy on youtube he carries he carries a uh a lever gun yeah in his back and it's like okay yeah. but i guess if you can make do with that mm-hmm. yeah and i watch uh Tactical rifleman, so Carl, yeah, Carl, absolutely. Carl's videos a lot, and he kind of says it best in that, you know, we're we're all concerned citizens, right? We're talking about this stuff, but like, don't just be a concerned citizen. Be a, what he calls a capable citizen. Yes, and you know, he always talks about like, you know, he prefers an AR, but he's like, you just need to be proficient in something. So like, yeah, he he's you know a great pistol shot and it can hit, you know, small targets at 50 yards away, but you know, I can't. And so like, you know, to me, that'd be where the AR would be more useful to me. You know, that would be where I can be, you know, proficient in that. And, you know, no, we don't train as much as we probably should for those type of scenarios. No. And, but we, we should, we keep some of those tools with us, not necessarily ARs yet, but you know, I keep my, you know, I still have my truck gun. I still have my yep, level 3 plus armor in my truck. Just, you know, you never know. So Absolutely. And it's all about, you know, some people call us crazy. Some people call us prepared. Yeah, whatever you want to call us. I, I can care less. Yep. But, you know, just. And I'm sure most people listening to this, especially if you're still listening to this segment. Yeah, you're, 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 you're falling to the crazy prepared. Yeah, whatever you want yeah. people call. I'm sure you've heard all the names, especially yeah. when we start talking politics. So oh. You're following that, and you're you're definitely right there with us. Then. Yep. So we can have a good conversation. Yes, we'll get along just fine. Yeah. So. So I think this is a good transition into the freedom segment. 
So, uh, past two freedom segments, you know, first one we were talking about, you know, Second Amendment, what it means, and how, you know, the government, you know, gives you, gives the people the right to defend themselves against an unjust government. Yep. And, and how, and then the second, you know, freedom segment, we talked about what, what people are doing to try to, you know, the socialist takeover, the playbook, if you will, and what they're doing and how they're doing it. And yeah. Provide some examples. And today, during the first segment, we're going to talk about the culture war. What it is, what two ah, sides yes. are there, and kind of the tactics both are using or in some <laughs> cases not using to try to win it. So what do I mean by culture war? Uh, yes. I mean, the really what I mean is the war the cancel culture or the woke culture whatever you want there's multiple names for it out oh, there. yeah and i think we need to understand where 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 it starts because you know we see where it is now but how how did it get to be this way and who were the major players in there and and why did it get to be like this yeah so like looking back at it you know really my theory not that i've proven this scientifically or anything my theory really started back in the 1960s with the free speech movements on college campuses. Yeah. And, you know, you always hear about the, the establishment, right? Yeah. Controlling everything and got to fight the establishment. You know, they're Fight the man. Fight the man, keeping us yep. down. Yep. All that good stuff you heard coming out in the 60s, right? And it's not like the establishment was overly conservative. They weren't conservative themselves. No. It's just they had their core set of beliefs that wasn't, you know, the 1960s college students. Yeah. Majority of their core set of beliefs, you know, it started Cal Berkeley campus. You know, that's kind of where, you know, it started and, you know, then spread all across the country. Yeah. And, you know, out of this, you know, free speech culture, you know, you had it not only creeped into, you know, everyday people, but also creeped into educators at multiple levels of, you know, you know, K through 12 also in college. So it worked its way there. It also worked its way into politics. Absolutely. And it really didn't take hold, I'd say, in the, you know, kind of more of the turn of the century where, you know, it started, you know, the term political correctness, right, or politically yes. correct. How, you know, that's kind of where it first started to take hold, you know, do I say white or Caucasian, black or African American, right? Yeah. Like, that's kind of where it started. And, you know, are they, you know, word choice became the first one, right? Yeah. And then it really kicked into gear when Barack Obama got in office. No. Yeah, I know. And, <laughs> it, and he, he did it, but he didn't have to because he, per se because he had the media and all of people under him at his back kind of doing all that stuff for him right yep and so it's the way i see it is the the cancel culture people if they see something they don't they don't like you know whether it's a tv show movie billboard yeah facebook post any and it could be anything right yeah they want to cancel they want that person banned from ever having the ability to do that again you know, maybe, you know, nowadays it's hate crime, all, all, all this stuff, right? So, right. where, you know, 
what I would call a logically sound person would be like, okay, you know, I'm going to turn on the TV and I see a show that I don't like because the the way they talk about, you know, politics or yeah, or it's a subject you don't agree with. You know, I'm just going to change the channel. Yeah, and not it, watch that channel. No different than watching a well, you turn on a game and you're like, wow, I don't care about either of these teams. I'm going to ch- change the channel. Yes. And it's like, you know, I'm not demanding MSNBC or CNN being taken off, you know. No. The cable news networks, I'm, you know, I'm just not going to watch them. Yeah. And, you know, if anything, cancel culture is a violation of First Amendment right, right? Absolutely it is. You know, it, the, fir- the First Amendment protects you from persecution from the federal government. Correct. It, you know, we can say what we want to say. You know, you have to deal with the repercussions of your actions when you say something. Absolutely, which so people like, don't realize. Like you can say racially insensitive things. Yeah. It's not necessarily illegal in in most in some cases it is. No, but you got some do, cases it is, some, some cases. Case, but not. you got to do the repercussion whether yeah. that's losing a job. Yes. Friends, family, whatever. Yes. Yeah. You got you got to live with that choice. Correct. And so, you know, we see a lot in politics. In politics they do it and a lot of people call it name calling, right? Like you know, Obama called everyone clingers, right? Yeah, and cling to their guns and didn't want to give them up. Yep. Hillary Clinton in the basket of deplorables. Yep. Ah. And you I know those one. those are the two headline ones, but we see them do it. But we we see them do it in kind of this what we would call like a professional elegant manner. Yeah. Like instead of you know calling someone a jackass, you know you say they like that person is deplorable. You use these bigger words that most mainstream people and, you know, the, the, well, you say the Joe the Plumber might not have ever used the word deplorable in his vocabulary in the sentence, right? So they do it in kind of this elegant way, or at least on the political side of things, maybe not so like the Antifa right. side of things where they're just beating people up. And so, you know, they do this in this elegant way to insult people and, you know, the media kind of does it for them in terms of their headlines and what they talk about people. Yeah. And, you know, 2008, you know, John McCain, very, what we would call very noble, very professional. Yeah, in 2008. But, in 2008, but was he the person who was going to take on the cancel woke culture of the left? No. The answer was no, and I don't think a Republican was going to win that presidential race anyway, but... It wasn't even close. Yeah. Four years later, we got, you know, good old Mitt Romney. Mitt. You know, you know, he looked good. He looked the part. He talked very professionally, very elegant. But he didn't beat the woke culture political machine either, even no. though, you know, obviously 2010, you know, Republicans took back the House and made some gains in the Senate. And, mm-hmm. you know, 2012 a little bit more, even though he didn't win the White House. But you didn't have someone that was going to defeat the woke culture. Yeah. And it wasn't until, you know, Donald Trump threw in his hat in the ring. And we kind of saw what, you know, what I think needs needs to happen in order to defeat that culture. And, you know, personally, you know, I know we both, you know, wanted someone else to come out of that yep. side. I was a Marco Rubio person. You were Ted Cruz. Yeah. And not that I think Donald Trump was wrong in his positions on things per se no it's just i didn't think that could beat hillary no and and, you know this is you know 
I didn't think anything could beat Hillary. Yeah, yeah, I didn't think anything could beat Hillary either. And this is just me being in hindsight and realizing the error in my my logic. Yeah. And that, you know, the reason why people don't like, a lot of people, moderates, independents, don't like Donald Trump is because he's not that professional person, right? He uses, you know, words. Some people call it name-calling. Like, he uses, he's not professionally elegant, per se, when he speaks, he's very blunt, and that bluntness kind of turns off people. And he's very, very blunt, very direct. You know, he uses simple language, simple terms that what I think, you know, the common man can relate to. He doesn't talk like a lawyer. No. He talks like how you and me would talk to each other. Correct. I mean, yeah, he does, when State of the Union, he goes up there and he does his rehearsed speech and he does that whole, he does that too. Which I think bothers a lot of people. Yes. And and that's why I think it took so many, even conservatives, to get on the Trump train. Yes. And and there's still people who haven't gone on the Trump train. Yeah. And, but, you know, I hear like him do the State of the Unions and these, you know, speeches where he doesn't go off the script and it's like, he has a good speech, but that's not him. And, Correct, and so essentially, what he's doing is what the cancel woke culture people are doing and being very direct, very blunt. You know, he's doing the same thing except arguing the other point, and you know that has really turned off a lot of people because you have this, you know, the left side saying all these things, and this is what we should. This is how society should be. This is what should happen. Blah 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 blah. Yeah. And he's saying no. America will never be a socialist country. And then so you're having this kind of conflict, this war of words, and a lot of people think, well, Twitter's you know not professional to use. Well, a lot of people use Twitter and social media. A lot yeah. of people can relate to what he is doing there. Yep. And he is you know like many people having thoughts in 140 characters. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think that resonates with people more than. The independent, moderate, Republican, baby boomer establishment can understand. Yeah. So what you know, Donald Trump is kind of like this, this dark night, right? He's not the president we want, but he's kind of the president we need right now in order to beat this woke and cancel culture. And with the media the way it is, twenty four seven news cycles, everyone has access to social media, everyone has access to media in some way, shape, or form at any given time of the day. You're seeing it played out everywhere where compared to like the 1960s, it'd be the six o'clock news or the morning paper. Yeah. Or, you know, so that's why it's kind of more in front of us. It's on the main stage. You know, political theater is kind of dying off. Like this elegant war of words and debates is not there, right? It's very, now it's very blunt and almost and personal. Yeah, absolutely it is. And that's, you know, unfortunately the way. The woke cancel culture is that's the way they're making it, and it's because they're trying to shape the fundamentals of America. We talked about the eight topic, the eight ways they're doing it in last segment. Well, you got the pushback, but they're you know, but they're going to try to counterpunch. But then you got to counterpunch with them, and so that's kind of at the top from the presence level of what he's doing. But how do we in the middle levels and more of the grassroots, the boots on the ground, if you will, what can we do to help defeat that? Well. Part of it is doing what we're doing now and, you know, making people aware. Because, yeah. you know, we talk about a lot about the freedom segment, but a lot of it is me 
making people aware of what's going on, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Education, right? So I'm kind of using their playbook, those eight things, and try to, you can almost take it and turn it on its side, right? So we're educating people why elections matter, why it's important to vote. We're educating people what the First Amendment is and why it's there. Yes. A lot of our stuff is very gun-centric, which, yeah. you know, that's just more of what we're interested in. You mm-hmm. know, I could do a whole segment on taxation, but uh, most people would probably fall asleep during that. <laughs> you know, so, you know, education is the number one thing, right? Like, I'm not trying to be like Charlie Kirk. I'm not, like, necessarily promoting him. But, like, the stuff that Turning Point USA and organizations like that have done to be this message of what it conservatism really is or what libertarianism really is and how to have free and independent thought without the brainwashing and having being able to have different viewpoints and still get along right right because he talks about you know a com like a common sense liberal like you might disagree on stuff but you can still have dinner and talk and have a nice conversation Absolutely. this person might just want higher taxes on rich people where the woke cancel culture leftists, you know, wants to fundamentally change everything and pretty much destroy, you know, America as for what it at, is, yeah, for what it is and make it, you know, the socialist communist, yep, you know, uh, utopia, yeah. So that's kind of where we kind of fit in more of the grassroots level. Of what kind of what we're doing here in the pro awareness of the Second Amendment and also, you know, to make people. Doing what I can and what we can to do to make people aware. And just, you know, to use them, wake us up on our side, right? Right. And I think, you know, 2016 woke us up. Oh, big time. And, you know, obviously 2018, you know, not the greatest for gun rights. No. But, but, you know, you know, 2020 is coming around the corner and, you know, we're doing our part to try to wake you guys up and be informed about what's going on in the attacks on the Second Amendment and... Why the Second Amendment is important because it protects every other amendment. Oh, absolutely. So, and just get ready for first of the year because yes. this is going to hit the ground running. Yes, and election season hasn't even gotten a full cycle yet. No. So it's it's only going to get worse from here. Yep. So that's today's freedom segment. You know, the culture war, it's, it's, it's full on in America right now. Absolutely it is. It's not a war in terms of conventional armies fighting. You know, it's it's a civil war being played out over social media and... In some case, violent protests. That's really where it's being played out on. Yep. And in the thoughts and in the minds of the American citizens. And that will call, like that's that is the true enemy. Yes. Of. And it's the enemy of, within. Yeah. And that, and that's how you're gonna destroy. That's how as America, like we're only gonna be destroyed. We're our own worst enemy. Yes. And also, we have people who openly admit. You know, we have people in political parties that openly admit what they want to do. Yeah, you know they're not even hiding anymore. This is not the '90s, '92 Bill Clinton where they were trying to, you know, play to this. You know, no one's playing to the center anymore, right? To get no. elected, like they're they're running on this stuff. Yeah, I mean, look look at Beto. Yeah, I mean, I, I or whatever. I mean, I know he's not in it anymore, but like that made yes. that made huge headlines. Yes, like they're openly running on everything. Yeah, with this it's they're not dancing, they're not beating around the bush, or you know, it's all like, well, I agree with the Second Amendment, you know, you know, but. But it's like, no, they're for full-on confiscation, mandatory, buyback, registration, all that stuff. Right. So we're there. So it's our job, you know, we can say the woke culture woke us up. Hopefully we can, you know, it's waking you guys up too. Yeah. And we're in this together. Yep. 
long road and the battle's not going to be over for a long time. So if you guys like this, these uh, these freedom segments, we're going to continue doing these. Or Tony's going to continue leading these. Yep. And uh, we got to, we'll uh, especially get a little hardcore on these, especially in the uh, beginning of the year. I'm, this will be the, I mean, that's the political mm-hmm. segment. It's, I don't know if we're going to do anything special for the election. No, but we'll, we'll see how it goes. We'll just break. We'll yeah. play, play it by ear. We'll play it by ear. We got a lot of time before we get there. We got plenty of time and a lot of stuff to do. Yeah. But it's going to be pay attention. Yep. Pay attention, open up your eyes, and, and don't just uh, don't try to turn a shoulder to it. Like this is a get out and vote. That's going to be the biggest thing. Yep, that's the easiest thing you can do. It's free. Yep. You legally can leave your job to go vote. Absolutely, you can. And they cannot say no. Yep. And so. That's why just get out, vote, and make sure your friends vote, family, everything. Yep. Just, I mean, people go knock door to door, make sure you get out and vote. Yep. And the top, as we talked, you know, going down the political stuff I talked about yesterday, and we'll get more into it in terms of candidates and what races I'm watching, the top of the ticket is as important as the bottom of the ticket. Absolutely. Vice versa. Yep. So every, every person on that ballot matters, whether... They should get a vote or not get a vote. Yeah. So, you know. Because people can sneak by. Yes. And, and it's scary. Yes. and Because may, people only see the one, the one big name. Yep. And best thing you do is educate yourself. That's the number one thing is yep. is educate yourself and vote. Absolutely it is. And, and literally vote like, to steal the ACLU. <laughs> vote like your rights depend on it. Yes. Your second, your second Amendment rights depend on your vote. Yeah. So. Absolutely, they do, and that's why the it scares me a lot of the people that have not jumped on the Trump train, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Oh, I'm not a big, I'm not a fan of Trump, or I'm, I'm uh, never Trumpers, or yeah. whatever you want to call them." Yep. And then it's like, "Oh, but I like guns." Guess what? If he, if if he does not get reelected, all the gun rights. Goodbye. Yes, it is and- going to be bad yes and put this in perspective the constitution and george washington was president in the 1790s yep donald trump's gonna you know at least finish out his term you know if he wins another it'll be another four years yeah the constitution's been the country's the constitution in the country is bigger than one man as president yes and you know just because you might not like him but you should think about it as, what's the alternative, right? I mean, yeah, in 2016, right, the alternative was Hillary, which you might not want either. Yeah. But are you really going to vote for Gary Johnson? Right. And his libertarian utopia? Yeah, which, which not to hate on libertarians, but it's not going to work. Yeah, like, like you might as well, a vote for Gary Johnson in that election was just voting for Hillary. Correct. If you made yourself made yourself feel better than all the power to you, I'm not yeah. gonna tell you, you shouldn't vote for Mickey Mouse then. Yeah. And you know, I say you should vote and then if you vote for Gary Johnson, fine, but you but my opinion, you are not helping advance the cause and protection of the Second Amendment or the Constitution in general by doing that vote. Right. Yeah, and it, that's why, like I said, get out and vote. Make sure you get out and vote and even if you are if you're an ever Trumper and you're gonna, like you said, you're gonna vote for the Libertarian ticket, or you're gonna not so, vote at all, not vote at all, you're just 
you're making it worse. Yep. And not telling you who to vote for, but open up your eyes, especially if you like your gun rights. And if you don't like your guns, well, there's plenty of candidates out there yeah. for you. Yep, there is. So, but I don't know. But Bears football game, going back at it. Uh, uh, 10, not, 10 7 LA. Yeah, not looking so good. No, LA's got the ball and they're driving. Yeah, but, but Bears football. Um, we're coming into what, what are we in week eleven right now? Yeah, week eleven. Yeah. yeah. So, a couple more weeks left, and uh, playoff time. Yeah, and that's scary already. Yeah, I mean Thanksgiving's in technically next week now. Yep. So you know we kind of see who the playoff teams are, especially on the NFC side. Yep. And it's probably not anyone on this TV screen right now. No, no, it is not. Um, and you know college football season's wrapping up too. All the Alabama fans are crying because their star quarterback is out for the year. Yep. So sad. It's kind of funny. Yeah, I'm more entertained by it. <laughs> yeah, like I got I'm not rooting for Alabama, but it's just funny. Yep. And uh, Illinois bowl eligible. Yeah, with that comeback win against Michigan State. Yep, so that's something, huh? They were idle this week, so they play Iowa at Iowa, and then they got Northwestern home. So do you they're... think they could beat Iowa? <sighs> no, but but look at them beat Wisconsin. Look but... at them. Yeah, look them come back against Michigan State. Yeah. They can beat Northwestern. Anyone could beat Northwestern. Absolutely. So they might get, they might even get seven wins and firmly get yeah comfortable bowl game. But uh, yeah, today was NASCAR finale, and as we talked about last week, yeah, or the last podcast I should say with you know NASCAR and the problem with the unpopular drivers are always good. Well, look who was in the final mm-hmm. four. Mr. Yeah. Bush. Mr. Bush won, of course, and then, you know, you had Harvick, Hamlin, and uh, Truex in there, which, yep. didn't I say those three, while they're really yep. good, they yeah. don't have a following. No, they do not. So, NASCAR is continuing to have that problem. Like, I didn't even watch one lap of the race. No, I didn't either. I, I didn't, And I didn't really care to. No, and you know what, it's funny, before even getting that text from Andrew, and like, I... Didn't, the, it, the only Kevin it, Harvick fan I know. Yeah, it, it really. And it's like I didn't even think about NASCAR was that. Like I, I knew it was. I knew it was last week, but I didn't. Even, I was like, oh crap, we're missing it. Like yep. I didn't even like think about it because we're doing all the other things. And crap, we're talking about ice fishing instead of going yeah. to NASCAR. <laughs> NASCAR. We love NASCAR. Yeah. So, but I don't know. We'll see. I mean, NASCAR's. Uh, it's not. It's not, uh, well, Chicagoland. It's not. Father's Day weekend next year. It is. it is the Father's Day weekend. I think it is. It's either that or the week before it. Yeah. Something like that. I wish they'd just go back to September. I liked it in September. I like the September race. Yeah. Know, better chance for a cooler day. Cooler day and not a, not a tornado. No. In Tornado Alley that's, down there. Cheese. Or yeah. the start of Tornado Alley. Yep. But. Not great. Yeah, we'll see. But other than that, it's been uh, Chicago Bulls. Uh, I saw them. I actually, because, you know. I get the Milwaukee channel, so yeah. we got to watch them lose to Milwaukee. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I saw that. We couldn't guard Giannis, which not many people can, but no. they did not do a good job at it. Yeah, especially the Bulls are not going to do great at it. No, but uh, they're struggling. Blackhawks still still scoring goals, but still struggling to stop them. Yep. What is the Blackhawks' record? Uh, they're like 7-7-5. Seven, seven, let's, let's look. NHL standings. I know they're like second or third in, from the bottom of their division. Not great. Yeah. 
It looks like the Western Conference. I always forget the Black Hawks are in the Western Conference. It's weird. But anyways, All the Canadian um, teams I screw know. up, though. Yes, they do. Other, Unlike the other sports that don't have that many Canadian teams. The Blackhawks are in fifth in the Central. They are nine and seven. Yep. The Blues, 12 and four. They're good this year. Yep. I know the Blackhawks are in a bit of a point streak, but that doesn't mean they always win. They just get yeah, they, at least a point a game. Yeah, right. So, and then the Oilers are doing really good, too, 13 and six. I mean, and then over in the Eastern Conference, I mean, you got the Bruins, 12 and three, which were, was expected. And yeah, Capitals, 15 and three. So, yeah. So, I don't know. See, we're, we're just not the greatest hockey fans. No, we are not. Um, we got to see, like I, we talked about in the first podcast, I believe. We got to see, we got those, to see our uh, Blackhawks. The, the great dynasty. Yeah. Three and six years. Yeah. And it's not like, like everyone around here. It's like no one really watches hockey. Or if they do, it's like, I know a decent amount of like, people like watching college hockey around here. Yeah, well, University of Madison. Yeah. One of the best college hockey programs. Yep. yep. So, and other than that, I not many people... Watch hockey. No. But I mean, you do get a decent amount of Blackhawks fans up here. Yeah, yeah. I mean no pro teams, that's Yeah, that helps. That's why. That, that helps. That helps. We're not that, that close to Minnesota. No. So. Although we do get the Minnesota games on Fox Sports Wisconsin. Yeah. So So you get the wild. Not that you really want the wild. No, I don't really don't care to, to watch the wild, but I don't either. But yeah, so so going back to a uh, little fishing, we'll see if we uh get one more chance to go out. If not, it'll be uh Going to get winterized, and uh, we're done for the year with uh, on the boat. Yep, and we'll see. Twenty nineteen will be in the books. Yeah, and we bring on twenty twenty. Yeah. So, and I'm sure you'll see on social media us getting our ice fishing gear together. Yep, we will be getting that together. We'll do some vlogs on that, and uh, I have to find some ice fishing groups to on Facebook. To, I know, which I'm sure there's a few. I'm sure there's a few too. So, and definitely REO definitely throw some con- some. Uh, controversial debate posts like how we always do with every group we're in yep we try to we try to see what people think and everyone is uh very brand loyal and uh whether it's uh tires or the type of gun safe you have or magazine or or, ma- or magazine you use and that was the big one yeah this we uh, past week uh which, which gun mag do you use what's your preferred brand for an ar-15 or just the air platform yeah and we're Magpul people, but yeah, I like I like my P Meg, and I don't know. I I guess I just didn't realize how many, uh, how many people liked other brands. Yeah, there was there was, was way like, more brand loyalty and than I thought. Yeah, I like because everyone I know uses P P Mag Magpul yeah. stuff, and like, and I they're probably the most easily readily available in the stores, at least around here. Yeah, and to see people's you know say how much they use for the other brands i was like wow I, oh i know like i know my 458 is not p mag but that's because that's specifically made for 458 rounds yeah but. which p mag doesn't make no make that so i know when i took that picture i had no idea how how much publicity it, pub, yeah, publicity that was going to get yep and and just that just goes to show you brand loyalty i think yeah so i mean is Mag X versus Mag Y gonna? I mean, yeah, maybe they might have their advantages and stuff, but as they both shoot, have at it. Yeah, I mean the springs are good and yep. everything's good. So. Yep. 
So, but other than that, uh, thank you guys for listening. Uh, keep uh, up with us on Facebook and uh, make sure you subscribe to us on YouTube uh, for some videos coming up here, especially like we said with uh, ice fishing and uh, we got to get the snow blowers on the tractors. So uh, for you uh, case tractor uh, owners out there or anybody interested in that or just like watching what we do with tractors, uh, we're going to get some good videos for you with that. Other than that, follow us up on Instagram also and check us out on Spotify for or anywhere you get your podcast to listen to episode one and two if you missed them. So other than that, thank you guys for listening.